in-depth, investigative. This is KXAN News Today. And we got some heavy rain ahead of us as we head into the holiday weekend. Good morning, everyone, and welcome. I'm Sally Atlantis. And I'm Jayla Washington, and for Tom Miller, meteorologist Kristen Curry joining us this morning. And Kristen, uh, should we be canceling our outdoor plans? Because last week, my plans mm. completely got ruined when Aww. I tried to go ice skating. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Tonight, I think, will be okay. Tomorrow night, though, that's when we have some heavier rain on the way. Let me show you what we're looking at here this morning, because at this point, it's just some light scattered rain on your Friday. This is going to be giving us some of those wet streets, some low visibility for the morning drive. We still probably have a handful of y'all going to work on this Friday, so just make sure you are factoring an extra time to get to where you need to go, because with the low visibility this morning, we're going to have to slow our speed some. Live look outside as uh, uh, we take a look from Round Rock, Little City Landscape Supplies Weather Camera. I-35 got empty, but we still have a few cars out there. Temperatures in the upper 50s to low 60s. These numbers are actually fairly similar to what we had yesterday. 60 degrees right now in Austin is exactly where we were yesterday at this time. Maybe one to two degrees on either side of how we started Thursday. As far as your day planner goes, 50s to 60s. You'll notice the rain chance is not quite as impressive as what we had yesterday, but they're only getting started. We've got more rain on the way. In fact, rain continues today, tomorrow, and for the next three days. We've got heavier rain, though, likely to come in for the weekend. We'll talk about that, plus your Christmas Day forecast includes some big changes. More in your first warning weather. State troopers with the Department of Public Safety's Violent Crimes Task Force will soon leave Austin. This comes as hundreds of positions still need to be filled within the Austin Police Department. Yeah, some say it's a good move for the city, but others say it's a recipe for disaster. Nabil Ramadna has the story. You'll soon see fewer DPS troopers patrolling the streets of Austin. The department tells KXAN it needs the troopers to help with the, quote, ever-changing situation on the border. So them leaving is going to make it more difficult for us. The Austin Police Association expressed their thanks for the help, but this move comes as the city faces hundreds of officer vacancies. We see noticeable differences when DPS is here. A closer look at the data shows that since the task force started in March, DPS made more than 4,000 arrests and recovered more than 300 stolen vehicles. DPS adds they also seized almost 4 million lethal doses of fentanyl. Bullock says the city has to focus on hiring more police officers. You know, I wish that we had the resources here to where we could police our city and it wasn't necessary for DPS to be here. The move to partner with DPS did not come without criticism, however. The original partnership with the city and APD paused when troopers headed to the border in May. Troopers came back in July, but not long after, the city suspended the partnership over concerns the mayor said were, quote, not in sync with Austin values. The governor ordered more troopers to join the task force a day later and continue patrol operations. We did have a, an experiment with DPS to have them kind of bolster our force, and unfortunately we found that their deployment and the, how they were acting was not in alignment with a, a Austin values. Councilmember Ryan Alter says we need a more robust Austin Police Department. So looking ahead, we are going to be investing in the department and figuring out ways to get more people in the door. But it may take more than that. 
The Combined Law Enforcement Associations of Texas, or CLEAT, has often been at odds with the Travis County District Attorney's Office. Leaders cite high-profile indictments and cases against officers as barriers to bringing in new members to APD's ranks. Consistent political persecution of our Austin police officers, we're not going to be able to recruit. Nabil Ramadna, KXAN News. Thanks to Bill. The mayor sent over a statement saying the city's going to graduate cadet classes after Christmas and in April with another new class in February, numbering 80 cadets. He went on to say that the city will continue to support our police officers to assure public safety. It's something other cities have also seen before under Governor Abbott. San Antonio, Houston, Dallas all seen the governor ordering DPS resources to the area to help with an influx of violent crime as needed in the last decade. This morning, a record 27,000 people are now being detailed in Customs and Border Patrol facilities. Yeah, NBC's Guad Venegas explains from Eagle Pass. With the influx of people, some are left to sleep outside in the cold before they are processed, while others have been flown north by the Texas governor. The surge of migrants continues here in Eagle Pass next to the International Bridge where thousands have arrived this week. We see the field behind us where Customs and Border Protection has been placing the migrants as a waiting area while they process them as fast as possible. Every day this week we've been here and we've seen large groups arrive during the day and also at night. Many of them having to sleep in this field creating a humanitarian crisis. We are told by the local fire department that many of these receive medical attention and some even have to go to the emergency room nearby which is also creating an issue for the resources that are available to the people in these border towns. Meanwhile, the governor in Texas has now began chartering flights to send migrants to the city of Chicago. This after the city of Chicago had imposed restrictions to the buses that were taking these migrants. This and more coming up on today. Well, the plan to build a new school to replace Robb Elementary in Uvalde, the site for our state's deadliest school shooting, is now on hold. That is because of rising costs. The pause will continue while the district looks at bids to see the most cost-effective plan for a new school. And also this week, the Uvalde County District Attorney said a criminal investigation into police failures during the shooting that left 19 students and two teachers dead will continue into 2024. Prosecutors originally said they'd share evidence with a grand jury this year. Russian drones striking the city of Kyiv early today with officials reporting strikes on widely separated residential districts. It was the sixth drone attack on the capital this month. Officials say two people were injured. The drone attack also triggered a fire on the upper floors of an apartment building. Fortunately, officials say that the fire was quickly brought under control. Air raid alerts have since been lifted in almost all the regions. With the arrival of the cold, flu, and COVID cases, all of it on the rise, which areas seeing particularly high numbers and how it may be closer than you think? And a local community disagreeing with how to count votes, why they want to do things the old-fashioned way next year. Good morning, you're watching KXAN News Today. Your time now, 4.39. I'm in filling in for Tom Miller this morning alongside Sally Hernandez. Showing you a live look from Round Rock. Traffic obviously looking very light out there as of right now. We're going to check in with meteorologist Kristen Curry in just a bit for a look at our forecast. Tech police say a shooting in downtown Prague killed at least 14 people. It's the country's worst mass shooting and in a spot that draws in visitors from all around the world. Yeah, authorities say the deadly shooting inside Charles University may have been premeditated right next door to the Old Town Square. That's a major tourist attraction with a popular Christmas market. 
Investigators say that based on evidence, it appears the shooter killed himself. Still no word on the names of the victims and the gunman as of right now, but investigators did say the attacker is a 24-year-old college student. Police say the suspect's father was later found dead from an apparent suicide. Still unclear whether it occurred before or after the shooting. It is officially winter and the Centers for Disease Control, the CDC, says with the cold season comes an, an expected rise in rates of flu and COVID cases. Dr. Mandy Cohen, the director of the CDC, says the U.S. has seen a sharp increase in flu levels right now, especially in the South. COVID cases also appear to be climbing nationally. She said while cases of RSV seem to have reached the highest point this season, she says though that we are seeing RSV peak a bit sooner. And she also says that they believe that we are not near yet at the peak of the flu or COVID. Yikes. Alrighty. <laughs> well, still ahead, we are asking the U.S. Postal Service, what's being done to keep your mail and the people who deliver it safe as more mail theft crimes happen? And that's not just here in Central Texas. Good morning, Texas football continues prepping for the Sugar Bowl, and G.J. Kenny gets a nice gift going into Christmas. That's later in sports. Keep it in. Live look outside this morning. This is LAX in Southern California. You can see the light reflecting off those streets there. They are seeing some pretty significant rain in that area. And I wanted to show you some video of that. Those waves of rain actually that we saw here in Austin recently are coming from this same storm system. It's slowly moving onto the West Coast as we speak. This is what people in Santa Barbara are dealing with though. Rain flooded streets, stranding drivers there. Heavy rain caused problems in the Los Angeles area as well. Rescue crews out this afternoon, earlier this after, uh, yesterday, I should say, searching for stranded drivers. Some homes in the Hollywood Hills were damaged from mudslides. Flood advisory and flood watches continue. The storm started dumping rain earlier this week, creating a dangerous situation where water started to rise while it was still dark there. This is that same Pacific storm we've been tracking for days, but unfortunately nowhere for that water to go down there in the city. Yikes. Yeah, too much water. We can use some of that water here. We can use some of that water. <laughs> Not all of it. We'll get a little bit of that water too as we get into the weekend. Let me show you what's going on with your forecast here because this is the storm. The same storm system we've been keeping eyes on all week. The storm responsible for some of the flooded areas that I just showed you in that video. This thing is a monster and it's slowly making its way towards us here. But as far as the timing goes, still anticipating that to make its approach at least close to us this weekend. It's not going to go directly on top of us, but it'll sw uh, sling a cold front through our area, which will help our rain chances. Right now, it's just on the light side, but I would encourage you to take it easy on the speeds this morning. Those streets are still wet from the rainfall we had yesterday and from the rain that's still falling this morning. 60 degrees is the current temperature. These numbers not too far from where we were yesterday. We started in the 60s. We finish in the 60s. Forecast high today, 67 degrees with a good 30 to 40% chance of light rain. Not trending as wet today. You'll notice putting this into motion through this morning, the clouds will hold but maybe a few breaks of clouds here and there, but some isolated pockets of light rain still possible. It's not going to rain every hour, but the rain chance continues through the end of the day. Once we get into tomorrow, though, clouds will thicken up, and as that storm system approaches us from the west, we are going to see an uptick in rain chances and rainfall intensity late tomorrow into Saturday night and Sunday morning. This is when I think the timing of the cold front will be here. Cold front moving 
northwest to southeast. This will be our best chance for more heavy rain, isolated storms even in the mix. But look at your Christmas Eve afternoon. Behind that cold front, drier air, a little bit of wind, but we're going to see a mainly clear looks like Christmas Eve into Christmas Day. So the rainfall here continues all day today for the most part tomorrow and for the first half of your Christmas Eve. How much additional rain? Anywhere from a quarter of an inch to isolated pockets of one to two inches, especially in our eastern counties. So your seven day forecast shows that 30 to 40% today will go 60% tomorrow, 80% mainly for the first half of Sunday. And then cold front comes in, brings in sunshine, drier air and some breezy conditions, temperature will be in the 50s and 60s to start next week. All right, thanks, Kristen. Well, it is the busiest time of year for the post office and unfortunately thieves taking advantage. Of course, KXN investigator Matt Grant has more on why some say not enough is being done, though, to keep your mail and the people who deliver it safe. Surveillance video capturing criminals stealing mail with ease, using what the Postal Service calls an arrow key to unlock multiple mailboxes at once. In this southwest Austin community... Yeah, not great. Not great at all. Homeowners like Todd are on edge, asking us not to use last names or say where we are. It makes us think twice, certainly about dropping mail off here at our at our mailbox. Videos like these show the neighborhood's been targeted at least four times since last year, most recently in October, suggesting multiple universal mail keys or copies are not in USPS control. Uh, members of our community have had uh, mail stolen, packages stolen, important legal documents, personal information, passports, uh, it just goes on and on. How concerning is this to you? Uh, very. Last week, the U.S. Postal Inspection Service busted a mail theft ring in Austin. According to federal court records, investigators found more than a dozen weapons, stolen checks, and an arrow key linked to a robbery in Leander this month. In that case, the letter carrier said two men demanded he give up the key. According to court records, this growing nationwide fraud often involves selling stolen checks to criminal organizations around the country on apps like Telegram deposited into bank accounts opened with stolen identities. Last year, more than 400 mail carriers were robbed across the country. That's according to this Office of Inspector General report, which found overall the Postal Service lacks accountability when it comes to its arrow keys. In May, the Postal Service announced a plan to replace 49,000 antiquated arrow locks with new electronic ones. The Inspector General report criticized a lack of deployment timelines. In response, in October, the USPS announced it had replaced more than 6,500 arrow locks in unnamed select cities and said it will install the rest in the coming months. The agency said it also installed 10,000 high-security blue collection boxes nationwide. They're not receiving their checks. They're being stolen in the mail. Sharon McClendon works at an Austin tax planning office and sees the impact firsthand. She says several clients had tax refund checks go missing. This is identity theft. We have one client who had a $100,000 check stolen. The mail should be delivered and we shouldn't accept that it's going to get lost. This is the master key or arrow keys that opens this entire block. Back in southwest Austin, fingerprint dust is still visible as neighbors hope their eye in the sky will be key to stopping the recent string of thefts.
we need to, you know, let our voice be heard too to try to get someone at the post office to take accountability for this and develop a plan of action, keep their people safe and keep our mail secure. The U.S. Postal Inspection Service says mail is often stolen late at night when there aren't a lot of people around. So here's how you can keep your mail safe. Don't let it sit. Make sure you check it every day. Sign up for informed delivery so you can preview mail that's arriving. Drop outgoing mail off at your local post office. When shipping packages, you can request that it be picked up at their local post office. And if you're going out of town, ask for your mail to be held for you. As part of its ongoing crackdown, the Postal Service says more than 600 people have been arrested since May for robberies and mail theft. Matt Grant, KXAN Investigates. And the Postal Inspection Service says it is aware of the mail theft that Southwest Austin, the community, has been dealing with, and it's working closely with local law enforcement to investigate. And since May, postal inspectors conducted a series of targeted law enforcement surges in a handful of cities around the country facing significant threats from organized postal crime. And in August, it raised the reward money for crimes against letter carriers to $150,000 for robberies and a quarter million for murder. In recent months, letter carriers have held rallies in Houston and around the country calling on more to be done to keep them safe. Now, in the Houston case specifically, a postal worker there was hit and killed, and authorities said the driver didn't even stop to help. They cited a rise in crimes against workers, including robbery and assault. Now, the National Association of Letter Carriers wants to see the Department of Justice prioritize prosecuting these crimes committed against letter carriers. Well, Christmas came early for some Hayes County drivers. A new alternative to frequently congested area of I-35 opened up this week east of San Marcos. The new FM 110 road, which is part of the East San Marcos Loop, begins slightly east of I-35 and Yarrington Road and ends at SH80. TxDOT, Hayes County, and the city of San Marcos helped pay for the nearly $40 million project. Well, your window to visit the Trail of Lights is closing. Tomorrow marks the last day to check it out. And just a heads up, this week's rain has made parking a bit more challenging. Organizers closed parking at the Polo Field last night. If you did pay for parking in advance, you can expect a refund within the next week. But you can still see all of the pretty lights. Just got to plan ahead a little bit. How to get to and from the trail as well as ticket shuttle and parking information all on our website right now. You can check it out on KXAN.com. And the Christmas countdown, it is on. The Today Show has one more stop on their holiday tour from Colorado to Connecticut. Today has been spotlighting places all over the country full of cheer. Yeah, this morning they're heading to the village of Cooperstown, New York, the birthplace of America's national pastime, also known for getting decked at the holidays. So tune in for a visit to Santa's Christmas Cottage with an appearance from St. Nick himself on the final stop of the special series, Merriest Main Street, coming up this morning on the Today Show. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Good morning. Next week, Texas football will embark on the biggest part of their journey thus far as they need two wins to secure their biggest goal, a national title. They've been working this week. Steve Sarkeesian said he's loving the intensity of practice and the hunger that the team has shown, which displays that there's been no drop-off since the Horns dominating Big 12 championship performance. There's a short break coming up before they head to New Orleans to continue prepping for Washington. But after that, it's all gas, no brakes. You know I had to go there. The expectation is the same. The standard is the standard. That was the message um, and understanding that we do have a lot of free time, but when we're here to work, it is work and uh, keep the main thing the main thing. The way that we've been playing the last two weeks or the last two games, 
and the practices that we've been having. Um, you know, really, really good practice communication, physically, mentally, um, everything that's going into it. Um, and then we just trust our coaches. Our coaches have a really good plan for us these you know, last three weeks and then these next two weeks. And so we trust that. College, uh, college football, G.J. Kinney had the Bobcats playing at a level they had not played for almost a decade. And for his efforts, he and Texas State agreed to a contract extension through 2028. The Bobcats went 7-5, and five, their best record since 2014. And they will play in a bowl game for the first time since that year. Texas State faces uh, Rice in the first responder bowl this coming Tuesday. And that is it for sports. Let's go back over to you. All right, Jonathan, thank you. And for those listening on the KXAN Today podcast, thank you so much for joining us. Here's what else we're tracking at 5 o'clock on KXAN Today. Maybe looking online for some last-minute Christmas gifts, a peek inside Amazon's Pflugerville Fulfillment Center, and how they are handling the holiday rush.